234 years have now passed since the U.S. Constitution was made. Is the Constitution still relevant? Should it be repaired, remade, reframed, amended, or should it be altogether abolished and replaced? Buckle up and hold on to your pants. It's going to be a wild ride. gentlemen, today is September 21st, 2021, and you are tuning in to the weekly Self-Protectorate broadcast. Thank you for listening in and lending an ear. I want to start this broadcast by inviting you to let me know your thoughts, or let me know if you want to be interviewed for the broadcast. Uh, please feel free to drop me a line at bethebird.com. Just navigate to the About page, and you can be interviewed. You can let me know if you'd like to be interviewed. You can let me know your thoughts on the broadcast or what topics you might want to have uh, discussed. It has definitely been crazy uh, the past couple of weeks. I can say that for sure. Uh, the news cycle has just been inundated with political scandal after political scandal. It's like, you know, the communist control freaks are so bad at their jobs that there is simply too much for the alternative media to cover. In fact, there's been so much scandal uh, that the gatekeeper mainstream media has had to get in on the action in reporting on these scandals. Uh, let's see, there's the, uh, the Nicki Minaj scandal and her fans taking to the streets to protest the CDC. Great idea, by the way. Uh, there's the General Mark Milley scandal where he promised China he would let them know if, US, if the U.S. was about to strike and where he actively sought to take access to the nuke codes away from the commander-in-chief. Hmm. Um, there's the Biden blowing up innocent women and children in Afghanistan and Afghanistan scandal. I mean, how, this just keeps on getting worse, ladies and gentlemen. There's the continuing southern border scandal. There's the continuing Afghanistan uh, bungling scandal. There's the uh, the dictator Biden mandatory vaccine scandal. There's the Anthony Fauci lying to Congress scandal. There's the congressman, or congresswoman rather, AOC tax the rich dress Met Gala scandal, and on and on it goes. Scandal after scandal. It's so scandalous. Mainstream media are really only apologists for the communist agenda-driven so-called uh, Great Reset that's being forced on the world. Uh, AT&T, Warner, Disney, CNN, MSNBC, NBC, CBS, ABC, and even good old FOX are all playing their part in facilitating the Great Reset by politically protecting or politically denouncing key players in the Great Reset or by diverting the public's attention away from what's really going on around them so that the public, like innocent sheep being led to the slaughter, will ultimately have all their rights trampled on by government. Uh, just like what has been happening in the UK, in New Zealand, in Australia, uh, in Singapore, in China, in Venezuela, in Cuba, in Canada, in most of Europe, and now coming to the United States of America. Yay! Can't wait for that. Actually, it's happening, so... 
We're going through it right now. Me personally, I don't believe anything that the mainstream media tells me unless it can be verified through trusted alternative media sources. But then you have to be careful about the alternative sources too because a number of those sources are also carrying forward the globalist agenda even if those sources declare themselves to be patriotic or conservative. So I do my best to cut through the matrix and see things for how they really are. And I've developed a formula over the past two decades that I have successfully used time and time again to get to the truth of a matter. And I'll teach that same formula to you on this broadcast, so stay tuned. But first, I want to address the most recent Constitution Day, which was this past Friday. So for those of you who are unaware, Constitution Day is recognized as the day that the U.S. Constitution was completed and the final draft was signed and approved by members of the Constitutional Convention. Uh, it was September 17th, 1787. That was the day when the present U.S. Constitution was signed into existence. Of course, it wouldn't be until June 21st, 1788, with the passage of ratification from New Hampshire, that the Constitution would become the binding law of the land, uh, the framework for the federal government, and it wouldn't be until May 29th, 1790, that the last state from the original 13 colonies would pass ratification. Uh, that was Rhode Island, by the way. Yay, Rhode Island, you're last. So, it's been 234 years since the Constitution was signed by the framers of the U.S. government. Uh, if you haven't read the U.S. Constitution, you should. Really, it only amounts to about 17 pages of typed text, uh, which is a very easy read. And to think it took the framers months to debate over it and rewrite it again and again until they could all compromise and agree on the final draft. Uh, by the way, if you do read the U.S. Constitution, you will be more informed about the workings of the U.S. government than most college graduates. It's been a long time. Uh, we've had the U.S. Constitution a long time, and there are a lot of questions still surrounding the Constitution. In our larger society for the past two decades, at least that I'm aware of, um, there has been a growing disdain for the U.S. Constitution. And I'm not talking about disdain or hatred of the Constitution from the political left or from communists. What I'm referring to is a growing chorus of conservative-minded Americans and patriots that also think and feel that the U.S. Constitution has serious issues that need to be addressed. And it does, in fact, have serious issues. Serious loopholes that need to be addressed. One issue that needs to be addressed is the fact that there are no term limits on Congress, or the fact that there is no provision that prevents Congress from borrowing unlimited amounts of money, which has effectively turned the United States of America into the largest debtor nation in the history of the world. By the way, when you owe something to someone, when you owe something to someone, you are in servitude to them until that debt is paid. And until that debt is paid, there is no real freedom. No real freedom while you are in debt. Just think about that for a moment, please. These glaring issues and others have led those on both the political left, the political right, the political up, down, forward, backward, I mean every direction, to question the legitimacy of the U.S. government and the legitimacy of the U.S. Constitution. Now, over the course of my life, I've heard from many patriots and conservatives alike that they love the U.S. Constitution. They cherish the U.S. Constitution. But I've also heard the same from liberals and from communists. Isn't that amazing? 
And I've also heard the same pronouncements of love and cherish from globalists and the same globalist bankers that are actively attempting to destroy and remake America and the world. Are you surprised by this? You may think that the communist globalists who are trying to ruin the world would absolutely hate the U.S. Constitution. And that must be why they are actively trying to destroy it, right? They hate it? You would be wrong on that. And here's why. Patriots and conservatives love the Constitution because of the Second Amendment and the rest of the Bill of Rights. They love it because, in theory, it's supposed to limit government, although that hasn't worked out well for practical purposes over the past 150 years. Well, communists and globalists love the U.S. Constitution, too, but for different reasons. They love the Commerce Clause, which, under a strained interpretation, allows the U.S. government the ability to regulate all lines and lanes and all interstate commerce, or what the courts will interpret as interstate commerce. Um, this effectively gives the U.S. government huge authority over the lives of all the American people in every state. The communists and globalists love the fact that the U.S. Constitution permits the laws of the land to be challenged and changed at any time and for any reason. They love the fact that it permits the U.S. government to borrow unlimited amounts of fiat currency into existence and plunge the United States into perpetual servitude that serve larger global agendas. They love the fact that it allows corporations to effectively make the laws of the land and establish a de facto corporate bureaucracy. In, in fact, uh, the communist globalist elites would love the U.S. Constitution even more if it didn't have a Bill of Rights and if it didn't offer any basic protections for the liberties of the common man or woman. They want to get rid of these basic protections, which is why they continually and routinely subvert the Constitution by bribing Congress to pass laws and by bribing the federal bureaucracy uh, to make regulations that not only ignore the basic liberties of the people, but even go so far as to attempt to strip the people of their rights and their property even the rights over their own bodies. You see, they know that the U.S. Constitution and the U.S. government was originally developed as a means of protecting the people's lives, liberties, and property from domestic abuses, including abuses from corporations. So, the heads of the large globalist-owned corporations long ago decided that if they can get the U.S. government to change the laws in relation to their liberty-destroying activities, uh, then the people would have to accept them as legitimate and would not be in a position to be protected. Essentially, the large globalist-owned corporations and banks have usurped the authority of the U.S. government, and now, instead of the U.S. government protecting the lives, liberties, and property of the common man and woman, now it is the enforcer for the robber baron banks and corporations. And all of this, by the way, is permitted by the U.S. Constitution. The main issue of corruption in the U.S. government, as I have stated so many times before on this broadcast, is the fact that the laws are allowed to change. Changeable law is actually the single defining characteristic of government in general. Changeable law always permits corruption to spread and fester like a disease throughout the broader society. This is why I promote the idea of self-protectorate versus the idea of government. In a self-protectorate, the law never changes. The law in a self-protectorate is unchangeable and is therefore incorruptible. What patriots and conservatives alike are really wanting is not a government, 
but a self-protectorate. To my fellow patriots and conservatives, right now, history is at a crossroads. Our nation is now under constant assault by foreign and domestic communist forces using fourth-generation warfare in an effort to subvert the U.S. Constitution and overthrow the United States of America. We must rise to meet and vanquish the evil and corruption threatening our country. Our government has been infiltrated by communist forces and is being subverted and overthrown. We must take back our government and establish a self-protectorate to permanently stop the corruption that is tearing our country apart. Learn what a self-protectorate is and how we can use it to take our country back and establish a land of true peace and prosperity. Buy the book, Self-Protectorate, Blueprint for a Better World, on sale at Amazon.com and Gumroad.com. Let's support freedom and liberty for all. Look, I support the U.S. Constitution. I have twice sworn an oath to defend it. Uh, there are parts of the Constitution that are absolutely fantastic, like the Bill of Rights. And it's absolutely amazing to me the work that came out of that Constitutional Convention in 1787. But I'm also a realist, and I know that there are significant problems with the U.S. Constitution that the robber baron globalist elites have exposed and use every day as a means of limiting, circumventing, or even destroying our rights and our freedoms. I mean, just look at what's happening in the U.S. right now with the undeniable collusion of government and corporations working in tandem to deny people access to grocery stores, businesses, restaurants, entertainment venues, doctor's offices, hospitals, banks, libraries, schools, and government buildings. They are literally working together as a fascist and communist oligarchy to destroy the freedoms and lives of the people. But getting back to the question of whether or not the U.S. Constitution is still relevant in today's society, uh, here is an article posted recently, several days ago, on campus reform titled, Students Sign Petition to Abolish the U.S. Constitution. Uh, you can watch uh, this video here um, as Ophelia Jacobson goes around the University of Florida, a supposed conservative or red state school, and she's asking students if they think the Constitution is relevant or if it should be scrapped and totally remade. Uh, campus reform reporter, Ophelia Jacobson talked with University of Florida students about the U.S. Constitution to see if they think the document is still relevant today or if it should be scrapped and remade. Quote, students told campus reform they think the Constitution is outdated and should be revised. It has to be, one student said. It was written in the late 1700s. It wasn't written for the 21st century. There are a lot of outdated things in there now that in there that nowadays aren't accepted, another iterated. Um, so if you, if you watch the video, you'll see these students really trying to give their best honest answers, coming from the perspective of minds that have been imbued with communist principles, of course, like critical race theory and the idea of a patriarchy. Um, at least one of the students interviewed seemed to have uh, some reasonable responses. So uh, if you have a moment, watch this video on campus reform. I'm going to continue on in the article, though, just to point out some uh, some issues, of course, with you know the, uh, the minds on college campuses these days. Of course, we all know, well, we should know, rather, that um, a lot of liberal arts schools throughout the U.S. have been used and converted. In fact, I would say that my personal opinion is the vast majority have been converted into re-education camps um, as far as 
promoting critical race theory um, and doctrines of communism. The article continues, When Jacobson asked if students think the Constitution is a symbol of the patriarchy, all of them answered in the affirmative. Wow. Well, of course they're all going to answer in the affirmative because that's what they're being taught. They aren't looking at the U.S. Constitution from the perspective of the culture in 1787. They're looking at it from the perspective of the culture that they have grown up in. Let's be clear. The framers that met at the Constitutional Convention were not considered a patriarchy, and even by today's standards cannot be considered that either. Uh, these were citizens who were selected as representatives from their states and charged specifically with the task of forming a new document to replace the failed Articles of Confederation. It's not like a bunch of random old white guys just got together and thought that they should form a new government. Uh, these kids are totally missing the historical perspective, probably because they were never taught it. I mean... How would you like it if you were selected to perform a civic duty like jury duty, and you sat on a trial and convicted a criminal for pedophilia, and then later have the public call you a pedophobic, bigoted hate monger simply for doing your civic duty when called upon to do it? That's the position these representatives were in. There was no nefarious patriarchy convened for this convention. They were selected as representatives for the convention, and it was their civic duty to fulfill the responsibilities they were charged to execute. And aren't you glad they did? Because where would we be today if they didn't fulfill their duties at that time? Continuing on in the article, uh, the time period was rich old white men, and that's exactly what the document says and stands for and vouches for, one student said. Another student said, they didn't have a perspective, nor were they seeking it. Really? Man, these kids really don't know much, do they? Uh, first of all, not all of the framers for the U.S. Constitution were rich. It was a mixed bag. Some were wealthy. Wealthy is not the same thing as being rich, by the way. Some were coming from more modest means. But one thing most of them did have in common was that they were educated. In fact, many of them were lawyers, and many of them held military rank or service of some kind during the Revolutionary War. Clearly, as a group, they did have perspective, even more perspective about the challenges that faced them than some college kid at the University of Florida who's likely never started a business, graduated from college, or held a rank as a military officer in an active war. But sure, let's agree with the college-aged know-nothing on that point that they didn't have perspective, right? Continuing on, it should be abolished, one student said. It's time for a new constitution. One student claimed the Constitution is the root of America's issues. It's one of them. You can also lead it back to capitalism, the student added. And right there with those statements just shows how ignorant these kids are. And folks, they are kids because they have a naive understanding of how the world actually works. Clearly, that one student has been taught that capitalism is bad, even though capitalism is essential to a free society. And that one student who said that the Constitution should be abolished? If you abolish the Constitution, you abolish the U.S. government. And that's exactly what communist revolutionaries want. To totally abolish the U.S. Constitution and the existing government so they can set up their own tyrannical government and claim power for themselves. Just another oppressive oligarchy. Just history repeating itself. And that's exactly why I say that most campuses most college campuses in the United States 
have been inundated with Marxist critical race theory, communist doctrines, where the minds of all these students that are there are being forced to learn this stuff, and then they think that it's correct. Look, folks, I advocate for self-protectorate. I believe in self-protectorate as it is the alternative to government. I believe that the U.S. Constitution has been compromised and that the loopholes that are in the Constitution have been exploited and expanded by the 20th century robber baron banks and corporations that have effectively turned the Constitution into a shield for their unrighteous and immoral acts. I believe that we don't have a republic in the United States but we now have a fascist oligarchy that pushes communism to achieve its goals. And that should be evident, of course, by the statements given by these kids at the University of Florida. Most of them have been indoctrinated into believing the tenets of communism. Even with all the problems that the U.S. Constitution has, I don't believe it should be abolished. That's insane. That's like saying if, you, if you're in your house and there's a storm raging outside with a huge downpour and hurricane force winds and there are some leaks in the roof and some water is getting in through the seams and the windows and the power gets cut off. That's like saying in that situation, uh, because the house is not good enough, we're just going to tear down the whole thing, abolish the whole thing while the storm is still raging outside. Just tear down the whole house that's protecting you from the brunt of the storm in the middle of the storm and expose yourself and your family to the entire force of the storm. That's plain nuts. But that's what some of these kids believe. That's what communist revolutionaries believe too, by the way. I mean, if the U.S. Constitution is abolished, the Bill of Rights will be abolished right along with it. Look, I know the U.S. Constitution isn't perfect. It does have problems. But instead of scrapping it and completely starting over after another very bloody war that could last decades, um, why not just use the existing systems we have now and repair and reframe the U.S. Constitution so that it will establish a self-protectorate rather than a government? Congress could do this, but it's more than likely going to have to be done through an Article 5 Convention of States. And even if we don't get a self-protectorate from an Article 5 Convention, uh, we can at least get some good changes out of it, like establishing term limits on Congress and stopping the revolving door between corporations and government. Congress is unwilling and unable to act on these issues because Congress is compromised. The majority of Congress is bought and paid for by the same heads of the banks and corporations that are pushing to restrict or destroy your rights and freedoms. A growing number of those banks and corporations are Chinese-owned, by the way, this is why we need an Article 5 Convention of States, so that we, the patriotic majority, can constitutionally and peacefully bypass Congress and repair the U.S. Constitution. Now, switching gears quickly to uh, get to the key that I can provide you to detect deception in media, and really in anything. So, at the start of the broadcast, I said that I would uh, get to share with you the tools that I use to detect deception in media. So people who engage in deceit try to distort the truth or deny it altogether. Uh, this is accomplished through three techniques. Uh, the first technique of deception is lying. Of course, we should all be familiar with that. A lie is an untrue fact. It's a fact that isn't real. Lies are added to a narrative to change the outcome of the narrative or alter consequences. 
Uh, the second technique of deception is lying by omission, also known as sophistry. With sophistry, the deceiver attempts to remove facts from a narrative in an attempt to change the outcome of the narrative or alter the consequences. The third technique is through something called false dichotomy. A dichotomy is simply a comparison between things. A false dichotomy is an inaccurate comparison because lies and or sophistries have been included on one or both sides of the comparison. Uh, this is used to steer a narrative to make one side of an argument seem more favorable than the other and ultimately used as an attempt to change the outcome of the, narr of the narrative or uh, alter the consequences. So lies, sophistries, and false dichotomies are the three literary and verbal techniques that are used in order to engage in deception. This is the key to understanding deception in the media, as it is also the key to understanding when someone or some organization is attempting to deceive you. Now, uh, deception, distraction, and discouragement work together as a tool called coercion. Those persons or, or those organizations that engage in coercion are in fact attempting to manipulate you to get you to join with them, take their side, and ultimately defend their actions. But there are also persons and organizations that simply state the actual truth who will then compel you to simply hear them and support the cause of the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, I do my best to bring you the truth. So if you really want to cut through all the deception in the media, uh, then you must first have a clear understanding of not only the truth, but of true and correct principles, such as loving God, loving your neighbor, understanding that it is wrong to murder, that it is wrong to commit adultery or fornication, and that it's wrong to lie, cheat, and steal. You've got to have a firm foundation of correct principles instilled in your mind before you can recognize what the truth is. And ladies and gentlemen, when you apply the truth in comparison to the narratives the media tells you, the truth will not only guide you, but the truth will set you free. And that's all the time I have for this week. If you're interested in learning more about Separate Tetrit and how it peacefully and permanently stops the Great Reset and the New World Order, and how it can prevent systemic state corruption, then please go to gumroad.com or amazon.com and purchase a copy of the book, Separate Tetrit, Blueprint for a Better World. Uh, by the way, someone asked me the other day if the book has anything to do with uh, the World Economic Forum's so-called Build Back Better initiative. Uh, the answer is absolutely not. Self-Protectorate is designed to permanently stop the globalists. It has nothing to do with any globalist program. If you really want to find out, uh, then grab a copy of the book and read it. It's simply a manual on how to establish a self-protectorate and to peacefully stop the globalists and prevent systemic state corruption. Uh, don't think you have time to read the book? Then check out BeTheBurb.com for more info. Uh, you can find links to the broadcast as well as videos and links to a lot of other great information relating to self-protectorate. And of course, don't forget to drop me a line at the About page. Let me know if you'd like an interview for one of our broadcasts or just let me know your thoughts or ideas. So until next week, keep promoting righteous change. Right now, people just like you are clamoring for more freedom and more stability in an increasingly unstable world. On one hand, I hear people complain about the soaring crime rates. On the other hand, I hear people disgusted with police brutality. Well, I'm here to say that whether you think that criminals are the problem or whether you think that the police are the problem, 
The real problem is government that has caused the crime and the police brutality. Government is the main source of society's problems. Let me say it again. Government is the main source of society's problems. If you've ever heard the expression that the fish rots from the head down, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's corruption. Government is designed, intentionally designed, to be corrupt. To corrupt the state, to corrupt society, and the lives of the people. This is done by changeable law. If the law can be changed, it is corruptible. What that means is that government employs a system of corrupt law. Think about it. When society's laws are corrupted, the people become corrupted. Doctors, nurses, teachers, foremen, artists, engineers, mechanics, police, firefighters, day laborers, lawyers, clergy, and more. Corrupt laws affect all facets of society. Government changes laws, and it is the sole reason for systemic corruption within society. If you're like me, and you want to live in a society that is free of corruption, then you want a self-protectorate. If you haven't heard about this before, then listen to this new idea. There is an alternative to government, and it is self-protectorate. A self-protectorate is like a government, but the key difference is that a self-protectorate does not allow for the law to be changed. In a self-protectorate, the law is immutable, unchangeable, unalterable, unamendable. It is a system of permanent law, and it is the only way to achieve a society that is not rife with corruption. I am The Verb. Visit BeTheVerb.com and take action now. Learn about self-protectorate. Tell your family, tell your friends. Let's put a stop to corruption together.